At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Love High. My name is Florence Bark, and in this podcast, we explore everything love. In this episode, we're talking all about body confidence and self-love with photographer Mervyn from You At Yours. Hi, my loves. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for tuning in to a new episode of Love High. I'm really excited about today's episode because it's all about self-love, body confidence and all of that juicy stuff. I'm inviting my friend Mervyn onto the podcast, who is an amazing boudoir photographer. His work is all about gaining that self-love and body confidence through photography, especially when it comes to boudoir settings. What is it about getting half naked and sensual and into your sexuality that helps us gain confidence with our bodies? Before the episode gets started, I would love to remind you of the Patreon community. The Patreon is £1 a month and it gives you access to the live Discord chat where the community is building and sharing stories when it comes to breakups, relationships, love, dating. So if you ever feel like talking to a complete stranger from another place in the world, then please join me over on the Patreon to discuss all of that and also be part of the creative process of the podcast. So that's www.patreon.com slash love hi and I've also started a Facebook group page Um, so if you don't want to sign up to Patreon please join me over on Facebook where we can talk everything love relationships if you've got a problem someone in the community will be there and I will also be there as well and I think the Facebook group is love high podcast so search that on Facebook and come and find me there as well So I had the pleasure of meeting Mervyn at the beginning of 2020 and I actually did one of his photo shoots and it was a pivotal moment in my own self-confidence and body acceptance journey and I could not wait to share his wisdom, his talents and his conversation with you all today. So let's dive into this conversation. Let's get confident in our bodies. So we're going to be talking about body confidence and Mm. self-love and all of those Mm. juicy, juicy things. I'd love Mm. to dive straight in and ask you, when did you learn to love yourself? That's a great question. I couldn't tell you that there was a point. I think it's an ever-evolving, ongoing journey because we're constantly evolving ourselves. So it's not like your body hits a certain point and stops moving, right? It's the same with our mindset towards it. I think you're constantly getting used to new 
ideologies and just also your perspective changes as you grow and learn about life you start appreciating things a bit differently you mm. know um case in point the first time a client comes in to do a shoot with me like they're really anxious about the simplest things the littlest things like the nail color someone once emailed me what's the best nail color that will look best on camera you know like yeah. or like i don't know their hair and all these little things that are actually quite, you know, not that important in the grand scheme. The second time they come round or the third time or the fourth time, they don't care about any of that stuff because they've got a new appreciation for what this is all about, which is like, you know, a sense of self versus what I look like. Yeah. You know, I think the same thing applies to me. As I've grown older, I'm realising actually my body's amazing. I feel good. Yeah. I've got my health, you know, versus what I don't have. You know? Yeah. I wonder if it's an age thing or is there something that you've learned along the way? I think my work allows me a very unique perspective in that I get to meet people who are at all levels of their own journeys within within body confidence, right? So Mm. people that have, like, you know, disabilities to those with eating disorders, to body dysmorphia, to just everyday people who are just trying to like a mum of three who just hasn't seen herself in a sensual or sexual way for yeah. years, you know. <clears throat> so I'm I'm forever like, and you naturally, you have a conversation with someone and you pick up bits and pieces and apply it to yourself, you know. You're like, oh, how does that relate to me? And so yeah. I guess when I meet someone, like someone I, I shot today, like had overcome cancer and through her cancer journey, her partner had left her because he couldn't handle it. Wow. And I'm like, wow. I'm like like you are powerful and you know it just gave me the sense with myself of okay like how could I be more stronger as a as a man you know and what uh, more stronger sorry wrong okay but you know what I mean how could I be stronger as a man but how could I also you know appreciate and make more time to acknowledge what women are doing more and I know I do enough of that but I'm like more 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 women are like the absolute salt of the earth and you guys need to be like leaders or everything (laughs) I mean agreed but I feel like it's a different journey for women than it is for men especially when it comes to self-acceptance love body image Mm. all of Mm. that stuff have you found Mm. there's been a difference for you being a man in that space yeah yeah definitely there's um there's a lot more acceptance for me you know like I can go out of my top off and there'll be appreciation and there'll be, you know, no one will really bat an eyelid and um, I'd be applauded for, or or called all kinds of manner of things, actually. Maybe a a narcissist or a someone who's a bit vain. If I was to walk down the street with my top off, I think so. And I think that's my interpretation of at least how we are in this special island of ours, right? I think we don't (laughs) like people who are a bit, who like to show off, who are actually confident. Those who have an appreciation of themselves. We don't like it. And this is why most of us stay small, because we're fearful of being labelled yeah. as that, you know? Yeah. So I think for myself, I'm very comfortable in myself and I'm very comfortable with not caring what people think generally. Mm-hmm. It's just those that matter to me. Those that matter to me and what they think has a massive impact on, on how I go through life. Yeah. So, yeah. I think as I'm oh so go ahead you got a question <laughs> no, no 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 you no you, you continue yeah j- like just to finalize I guess like as a man and seeing what women go through I've realized how easy I have it you do you know, think I 100% 100% I guess there's always like the things that we don't really expect though like you know the whole mm. culture of like gy- like having like a very gym generic body and mm-hmm. There are a lot of things I think that men do face that we don't even think about because yeah. women are in the spotlight when it comes to all of that. Mm. I agree. I think, and without comparing, because I think we all have our own journey and you know what's important to each of us as individuals or genders is yeah. important. But for example, I don't have to think about whether I'm going to have my legs out or my boobs out today out of fear of if someone's going to leer at me or stop me in the street or whatever, you know, yeah. um, from a body confidence perspective, I don't have to deal with pregnancy. I don't have to deal with stretch marks, you know, across my belly or boobs or cesarean sections. I don't have to deal with, you know, like as far as a male's body is concerned, our biggest hang up really generally is weight, you know, yeah. um, whereas women 
it, it, it's so vast. It could be mm. anything from the way your period impacts your physical appearance to, you know, it could be a number of things. Um, some of them visual, some of them not. And I think for men, we go through some things and I think we have a lot to learn. Like I get very, I shoot men. I don't really shout about it. Um, but men approach me, but they're, but the ones that do, who I work with are the ones who are doing the work. They want to love themselves. They're like, I'm at a place in my life now where, you know, I'm not hundred percent about my body, but I want to be versus the guys that email me are like, I just want some pictures of my top off dude. Like how much is it? You know? <laughs> and that's not really what I'm about, you know? <laughs> yeah. I guess that must be quite different. Do you, do you photograph them or you're just like, nah, I don't nah, think this is what I'm, nah. what I'm doing. No, it's not so worth the time. How how did you learn about body image and confidence, would you say? Great question. It came from having lots of conversations with people. Like I've always been an advocate for people around me, especially the women around me. And when it came to things like dating, I was always giving advice and I was always like, don't forget your power, you know, like he's the one that's interested in you and you've got the thing that he wants. So don't just give that up on the first date and try and mold yourself to be something that he wants you to be. And, you know, I've always been this advocate for like women in power, but then that sort of like transformed into how they viewed themselves. I'd have my friends, people that I loved, you know, my partner, my, my mum, my sister say some really awful things about themselves and their appearance. And I'd just be like, I am not having that shit. You know, like, mm. you are phenomenal and you are strong. And then I'd listen to the stories and they'd tell me what they're going through. And I'm quite lucky where I've got some really quite emotionally intelligent and aware women in my life where they can actually acknowledge these emotions that are coming up for them, but also pick them apart and be like, actually, this is just a result of me looking at a woman in dance today. And I just really liked how she looked and her body. And I looked at myself and I wasn't, like, in a comparative state that's how I felt. I know it's not right and it's toxic, but that's how I felt. And so, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, most people learn about what they think they should look like and all mm. of those things from the media. And mm -hmm. I mean, the media in general, like when it comes to TV films, we have a mm. very uh, like, you know, there's like a really, like there's a flat line of what people deem to be attractive and mm. in the, and on the opposite side of that, you've got like, okay, mag and like all of those things, the sun, like pointing out all of like, you know, the normal human things, yeah. but like saying yeah. like, oh my God, this celebrity has cellulite. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes I'm like, are they just normalizing it? Or like, no, they're just, they're, they're deeming it as, mm -hmm something that's wrong with someone and mm -hmm. makes them not attractive. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've been fed all this information for our whole lives. So it's so hard to mm. get to a point where you think differently about your own body. Mm. And mm. Oh God, I think I've only just gotten to a point where like I, I, I'm, I'm ac accepting of like mm. every part of my body, but there are still mm. the thoughts that come in every mm. so often. And you're right, like your friends, you have to talk to yourself mm. and be like, ah, mm. actually yeah. <laughs> you learned that from that. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough, you've got people around you who are challenging you as well. Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, if you have your friends and you're struggling to put on a pair of jeans that day that fit two weeks ago. Yeah. If your friends are like, ah, don't worry about it. Life fluctuates. You're going to be fine, you know, versus, yeah. oh my God, maybe you should go to the gym, Karen. You know, like, and that's really where you've got to protect yourself, like who's yeah. in your circle. It's really mm -hmm. important. Um, and we compliment weight loss a lot. Yeah. My mum oh. said to me the other day, she was like, oh, you're, you're looking a lot like thinner in the face. And I took it as a compliment. And then mm. I had to really sit with myself and was like, mm. why is this making me feel good about myself? Mm. And that was a point that something you just said there about like, you know, the media and how it, 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 it creates the narrative within our minds about how we should look and what's normal. Mm. I think the most, the dangerous thing there is not necessarily the first tier, which is where the media are spouting it. It's then where it filters down to the second tier, which is where we all believe it. And then we then spread that message, like your mum is, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and, you know, it, because it's so indoctrinated in our minds and our, our everyday thinking, we are then spilling that out into the rest of the world, onto the next generation and the next generation. I think a yeah. perfect example of this is filters. 
where there was a time where like only you know certain creatives and media houses had access to things like photoshop it was a piece of software that was for professionals only now it's standard on your camera it's a button on zoom and so what it's doing is it's spreading this message you know like a virus that actually my friend you're not good enough as you are and so you can click this button and perfect yourself you know it's so toxic yeah, because in one way, I would say that Gen Z are going to be the generation that really battles against all this. But at the same time, they're the ones that are using their phones and the filters the mm. most. Mm. And I, I've I found it really sad seeing the pro, like the process of like how social media has changed like that. And, mm. you know, how many people are using the filters as well mm. um, and mm. seeing it so normalized that you just suddenly airbrush your whole face. But not only do you airbrush your face, it makes your nose slimmer. It makes your mm-hmm. lips bigger. Mm-hmm. It makes your chin sharper. Mm. And people are like clicking on and off the filter and they're Mm. seeing their face go from something that they see like, you know, magazine worthy to Mm. just their normal Mm. face. And the comparison Mm. is so jarring. Mm. I've done it to myself and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm, I see myself as an attractive person. I'm Mm. confident with myself. But sometimes when I click back and forth from those filters, I'm like, wow, like, see all mm. the things that are really wrong with my face and in like you know the media's eyes mm. and mm. it's so damaging it's really damaging i think it's also having an impact on how we move about in the world and you know like for example selfies i think it's it's, it's mm. they're wonderful right having a camera on our phone is an amazing you know technolo- technological feat in that we can capture things that we couldn't have otherwise captured and that's great but I think it's gone too far where we're now using it as a tool to um to create this personality online you know where we're taking a picture or a selfie several times over in order to get it just right versus capturing a moment I was at a kid's party uh on the weekend and the birthday boy he was six we were taking a big group picture and he didn't want to have his picture taken. He just wasn't up for it. He's just in a bad mood. He was tired. Yeah. And we were all like, oh, come on, smile for the camera, smile for the camera. We want it to be a nice picture. And I was like, wait, yeah. hold on a second. How about we capture this picture with him just looking miserable and there's your memory, you know? And we did. And it's a really funny picture. And, you know, and it got me thinking, why are we always trying to perfect everything? You know, why don't we just capture life? as it actually is and normalize our day to day is there something I, i'm as i'm saying this i'm like what is the what is the challenge there why do we not want to see that is it because it's not socially acceptable is it because it's nobody wants to see that you're having a bad day i don't know what it is actually equally though and you can possibly attest to this i've had more engagement and interaction on a post where i've shared something that's really vulnerable and been really hard mm. yeah. you know versus just a happy win you know yeah. And that's, people connect because you're being vulnerable and you're being real and you're showing that actually it's not all, you know, smiles, you know, it's not all, you know, there's, Mm. there's good as well as bad and you're showing the bad and people can resonate with that. So, Yeah. yeah, I think if, if, you know, if someone put that picture up of that group photo and the kid crying, I actually think most people would be like, I've been there, I've seen it versus this you know, perfected image of what that child's party looked like. That's so you know? true. Yeah, people like things that they can relate to at the end of the mm. day. Mm. So we, mm. you know, that is what... I, I think people just, they have like a... I find that the conversation, I, I think it's so important to put the vulnerable things mm. up there. But mm. for me as well, like this being my career, like mm. I have to draw the line at something and it's like, mm. I can't put every single little vulnerable mm. thing about myself online just mm. because that is what people want to see and that's what gets engagement. Mm. I have to keep some of it for myself. Mm. But then obviously then it can portray that my life is going a lot better than it is in reality. Mm. I guess... I guess that's, I guess it also has to be for you. Like if the driver is, I'm doing this because I, it's cathartic for me and I'm 
getting something out of this versus I'm doing this for the likes and for the acknowledgement and for and the engagement, then then I think it will just your your audience will find you, you know, and yeah. I've been following you for ages. Like your audience have found you. Like you know who your audience are, like they are certainly like engaged what you're doing. And I think it's the same for me. Like I'm yeah. I'm quite honest, like with my with my stories. I go on there whether I'm feeling happy or sad and mm-hmm. I just share it. Um and yeah, I think it's just being genuine. And yeah. actually maybe that's what this is all coming round to is that maybe a lot of social media isn't genuine. And that's where we find ourselves doing the comparison thing judging ourselves, our whole selves, by one person's, you know, 5%. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So let's talk about you a little bit more. I want to talk Mm -hmm. about what you do because it's so amazing. And I actually feel like me doing a photo shoot with you at the beginning of 2020 was the start of my own journey to Mm. accepting myself in a completely different way. Because I think, you know, I think when we did that photo shoot, I was very self-conscious I didn't really know how I felt about my body. Like I didn't necessarily like my body at that point. Mm. And I think Mm. that was one of those moments I find quite pivotal in me turning that around to where I'm at today, where I feel really happy with my body, no matter what weight, what my skin's doing, whatever. Mm. So yeah, what what do you do? (laughs) That's amazing. Thank you. I'm proper smiling over here. I don't think I knew that, Florence. I don't think I knew that. That's amazing. I'm really, really happy I was able to help you with that. That's made me really happy. Thank you for sharing. Um, mm, um, What do I do? What do I do? I guess on the surface, I'm like a body confidence photographer, right? Like I'm someone who helps people find new ways to love themselves through photography, and for some people it's learning to love themselves for the first time others it's learning to love themselves again and that's off the back of maybe surgery or again having children or big body changes whatever um and what I get a lot of feedback about is the fact that this feels a lot like therapy for a lot of people and I get this a lot and it it's why some people come back and do it over and over because they feel like there's there's more left in the tank you know they 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 come the first time and they're really nervous and they like they leave and they're like oh my god that was incredible I can't believe that and then they're like wait now I know how it runs and how it works I'm gonna go back and let more out you know and yeah I'm going off piece here well what's what's the fine detail of it like what is Mm. the process of you know someone coming to you what what Mm. do you do for them 
I, I first have a consultation. I want to find out what's going on, like why they want to do it. And even that, see, the way I approach it is like, what's going on for you? That's literally how the conversation starts. So it is already more than just a photo shoot, you know. Yeah. Um, and people are sharing their stories about why they want to do it. And sometimes there's a safeguarding issue there. Sometimes there's like, you know, I have to say to people, I'm sorry, but this isn't for you. I, I'm not going to shoot you. And an example of that might be where a, a partner's trying to book a shoot for his girlfriend. A guy's trying to book a shoot for his girlfriend. That is a big right. no-no. Like, I have to speak to her. Or where she's come along and she's like, he wants me to do this. And I'm like, no, you know, that's not, you know. And I try to, again, there's an education process here. From the outside, it looks like I'm just a boudoir photographer with all the sexy pictures, right? But what's really happening beneath it all is it's an opportunity for someone to find themselves, the real version of themselves. Like, yeah. every woman I've ever met has, like, this ball of energy right and it's like full of sexiness and sensuality and empathy and compassion and nurturing and love and all these things but it's hidden behind this flipping layer of self-doubt and not being enough and the world saying that you're too this and too that or anyway yeah. so anyway I'm jumping the gun here sorry I'm so passionate about this thing first you asked me a question I'm like over there <laughs> it's <laughs> the good that you're details. passionate about it <laughs> yeah I love it so much it's the best job in the world um, it starts with a consultation. I find out what's going on with them, and then I'm then I get a sense. I make notes as I'm talking, and I get a sense of what they're trying to achieve. Then I book them in, and I invite them in. In between the, that point and the shoot, we have some contact. I get them to set up a mood board, show me what it's going to be like. Mm. Is it going to be like cute and airy fairy, or is it going to be really like dark and moody and erotic? You know, what are you trying to come up with here for yourself? Yeah. Um, I ask them about their comfort levels as well, which is quite important. So, you know, do they want to be conservative versus do they want to go fully nude? Is that a goal? What yeah. happens most of the time is wherever they tick on that spectrum, they usually go one or two sets beyond. Most people think they won't go beyond lingerie, but almost everyone goes like implied nude at least. You know, best story ever was a woman who came in. She ticked the box of conservative. She was like, Mervyn, there's no chance of seeing any of my skin. Like, it's just not yeah. going to happen. I was like, cool, I don't need to, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. By the end, Florence, this woman was doing star jumps, butt naked, right? And like, <laughs> her boobs are like clapping in the air. <laughs> it was one oh. of the greatest things. And then she came in, she came into the office to see her images. And I showed her this image of her like midair. And yeah. we agreed it wasn't you know, a flattering image, but she bought it because it's, she felt alive. She said, she said I wow. felt alive in that moment. And that's what this is about, right? It's not just yeah. about what are my best angles and what are the most flattering for me. Yeah. yeah. What do you think it is about being kind of in a situation where you are so vulnerable, you're showing so much of your skin and also connecting with your sexuality and your sensuality? What mm. is it about that process and connecting all those dots that equals finding confidence? Mm. Great question. For a lot of people, this is something they've always wanted to do deep down, right? But they will never have the, the, the confidence to go ahead and do it. And so, and the fear is a couple of things. One is being vulnerable. Two is lack of control, especially mm -hmm. around photographs. We're used to taking selfies and, you yes. know, controlling everything. So the idea of giving that power over to somebody else I mean, to be fair, I'm a photographer, not a dentist. So I, there's worse people you could hand a camera to. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you know how to catch a good angle. Yeah. So there's that. And then I think the biggest fear actually is what the fear that they won't like their images. There's fear yeah. there that they will not like what they see. Mm -hmm. And it happens every single time. It happened yesterday. Yeah. A woman comes in expecting she'll like maybe one or two. If she's lucky, mm -hmm. you know... Had a great time on the shoot, Merv. Thank you so much. You know, don't take any offense if I don't like any of the images. It's not you, it's me. And then they like 60 odd images and they can't believe it. And they're crying their eyes out because they can't believe that they like this many images of themselves and they buy wow. them all, you know. And so I think the confidence part comes from seeing that there's, there's something out there beyond what their fear is telling them, mm. you know, that if they can do this, what else can they do if they put themselves out there, yeah. you know? And so I have an app where you can look at your images. I have people tell me all the time, you can, you know, I've opened my app, Merv, before going to a job interview, before going on a date, wow. you know, before, you know, intimacy, whatever the case may be. And so 
yeah, I think this is that's really the link there. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's something interesting about photographs and obviously it's because you know that you're going to have these images of yourself and they depict a certain time in your life and a memory. So photos are really significant to us and they have been throughout time mm. you know like they are passed down generation to generation mm. so we we put photographs of ourselves especially on a pedestal mm. and I think a lot of people can relate I can certainly relate to you know when someone else takes a photo of me in my mind I'm like I'm not gonna like it <laughs> if I take the photo yeah, that'll be fine. But if someone else takes a photo, yeah, yeah they're just not going to find my good side. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I hear you. <laughs> I think what it also boils down to is what I do is I create a space where I try to make it, I try to remove the fact that it's a photo shoot. Like, I try to like eliminate yeah. this idea of trying to create a perfect picture. You know, I'm, yeah, I, I'm a photographer, but actually, what I do is I'm a facilitator. I give you a safe space where you can play, you know. Yeah. And play means different things for different people. And going back to what I was saying about the ball of energy, what does your ball of energy look like as an individual? Is it sensual and sexual? Do you want to roll around on the bed and you know look all you know orgasmic? You know, <laughs> fine. Yeah. If that's what makes you happy, let's make that happen. Maybe you just want to let go like that woman did. Maybe you just want to do star jumps on the bed and that for you yeah. is freedom. It's about forgetting what the images are going to look like. And that's why the fear gets in for these people into their minds because they had this wild time on the shoot, left feeling elated. And then they're like, oh my God, wait a minute. I've got to look at this these images where for part of it, I was left to my own devices. Mervyn was just like, go have freestyle for, for two minutes and see what happens. And they yeah. just think there's no chance I'm going to like them, you know. So, but then proof that actually you're fine just as you are. There's no Photoshop or filters. They're mm. like, boom, boom, boom. Like they just can't believe this has actually happened. So yeah. it's incredible. I think I had exactly that same experience when we took those photos. I think yeah. I had thought, yeah, I'm not going to like any of these. <laughs> there, were, there were a lot of photos that I, and I saw myself how I see myself. Mm. which I think is really important. And mm. I think that's a fear that we all have in terms of confidence. It's like, yeah, I know that I'm great, but mm. no one else does. Like no mm. one sees sees past this. No one sees me. And mm. I think, you know, people seeing you is one, very, very vulnerable, but two, it's the core of finding self-love and confidence as well. Mm. That's so true, Florence. It's so true. If you, it's authenticity. If you yeah. don't have the ability to dig deep and to figure out who you are, what makes you happy, then you're not. You're never gonna find that happiness. You know, it's, it's like it takes work. And yeah. so, like the woman today who's overcome cancer, like for fuck's sake, is doing the work to now love her body after yeah. having put on weight because of you know the the surgery she's gone through. So, like, I think, I think ultimately. It's your race to run. And, and this is why I believe you shouldn't do, or you should do your best to remove any sort of comparison of people in your life. Like who you follow online, the people around you, like don't look at what their journey is. Try and focus yeah. on your own. And if you can look inwards, I think, I think you can get a lot more confidence in yourself. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Do you find that there are kind of insecurities that come up quite a lot with people that come to you? Oh, the biggest one is that they don't know how to pose. Like, you know, it's quite a surface one. But like, <laughs> yeah. honestly, people say it to me like there was some sort of posing class at school that they missed, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, I don't know how to pose. And I'm like, why would you expect to know how to pose? Like, no. are you a model? Like, do, do you do this for a living? Of course you don't. Like, like it's, it's almost as if they look at everyone else and they see these incredible images and they assume mm. this person's done it by themselves. But... It's not. They've been guided or they've done practice to get to that place. And I guess yeah. this is where the, a lot of my clients don't have patience with themselves in that regard. But um, on a more serious note, I'd say the most common the most common one I'd say is, oh, it's a great question. Yeah, I, I generally would say there's a, a, a lack of self-awareness in regards to what their reality is. Someone yeah. who's looking in the mirror and saying 
I see X, I see Y, I see Z, and yeah. no one else on the planet sees that in them, you know. I think you could say, I see Z, I know that's not the truth, or I see it, but I, I know I need to change some mindset around it, or I want to do some work towards it, it's a different thing. But they yeah. genuinely, you know, and it's not to, I don't want to pinpoint anyone here, but like, let's say, for example, someone who's a size eight might come in and just be adamant they're really overweight you know yeah. and they are you know and the rest of the world doesn't see it and it's irrelevant at the same time what the rest of the world sees but then you have to discuss is there some element of body dysmorphia going on there are you really attuned and aligned with what your reality is yeah um, I'd say that's possibly the most common one yeah, I, I, I relate to that as well. I was thinking about this earlier that um, I think my body shape has changed quite a lot since mm-hmm. I the end of last year, with the breakup and everything, and then mm. being in America with all the sugar and all the fun <laughs> things, and then coming back and also being like, oh, hermiting in my own, in my own world again. Um, yeah. Obviously, as life happens, weight fluctuates, mm. and... I have this pair of jeans that I hadn't been able to get back into when I got home from America. And I was mm. like, oh, damn, like, can't get into these jeans. Didn't, didn't press, like, I didn't put on myself the, the kind of shame and because I feel like I've kind of gotten past that maybe. But mm. I recently have been putting them on again and I've noticed that they're kind of loose and they aren't as tight. But what's really interesting is that when I look in the mirror, between that time and this time, my body has not changed to me, mm. but it physically has changed mm. in a way to yeah. be, can't even put these jeans on, to mm. baggy in these jeans. Mm. So there's been a physical so change. Interesting. That's really interesting. Do you think maybe it's because, you know, when you, because you're constantly seeing yourself and it's so gradual, the change that you don't notice it, you know, like when you yeah. see someone after a long time, you're like, wow, you've... You look different, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. Maybe it's that. But also, I think it's a mindset thing from what you said earlier. I think for you, you're like, I love my body irrelevant, you know, or I would do the work to love it irrelevant at yes. least. And doing the work. Doing the work, right. Um, yeah, the jeans is a funny one. I did a workshop all about this and I was basically telling everyone to chuck those jeans out because the reason why is you've got these things hanging up and what it, they do is they, they are representing... Yeah inadequacy you know so Mm. every day you open your wardrobe oh I can't fit into these things and so you're starting your day (laughs) off with this element of not feeling good enough you know and it's the reality of that is changing your wardrobe as much as your body fluctuates which is obviously unrealistic but if something is like way off either have it as a dedicated goal like and if that's the case hang them on your front door or the back of your front door you know <laughs> not outside the world like why you got these jeans yeah. um but have them there as an actual target and a goal and i'm gonna like do the work to get into these jeans or get rid of them you know if they're that far off yeah. because you're you're just gonna feel shit every day um, i agree yeah it's not healthy for me I've had like, I think my wardrobe, because I'm very aware of the fluctuation of my body now. And I just know that that's the way I am. I'm this way and then that way. Hmm. I just have a selection of different sizes. Yeah, good. Great (laughs) idea. Great idea for the various seasons of the body. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Summer to winter. You need like the, (laughs) the variety of sizes. When we talk about the work, when it comes to accepting your body as is, what would you say mm. that is? Oh, yeah. That is, oof, it's hard work, firstly, you know, and I'm privileged enough to see people do it all the time, where they have to look at themselves in a photograph, in a body that they may not necessarily, you know, it's not what they necessarily wanted it to be mm. at this current stage in their life, but it is what it is. And they are learning to appreciate it in a new way and also i mean in my case from like you know my my shoots i mean they're seeing themselves in a new way as well not just a new body or or a way they're trying to appreciate their size or shape or whatever it might be but they've never seen themselves look that sensual or that sexual or they've never experienced what it 
feels like to just be free and do star jumps butt naked on a bed, you know, for example. It's empowering. Mm. So I think the work, the beauty of what I do is it has this ability to sort of like, I don't know, hijack the process of loving yourself and just jump several steps to like, I don't love myself at the minute to, oh, I look quite good and there's no Photoshop. How interesting, you know, and in the space of a few hours and it's quite powerful in that respect. So it's, yeah, it's, it's quite a powerful piece of work. Yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say photographs are really key in, Mm. in this, especially for my own journey. I think, you know, over on Come Curious, we started the 30 day nude challenge for this exact Mm. thing, which Mm. is just taking a nude every day of yourself in like a different position and like, Mm. you know, whatever your body looks like and Mm. just seeing your body again and again and again, what it really looks like is empowering. I think when it's a struggle is when people hide themselves away from their own body and like avoid mirrors, you know, and... um also like hide themselves in photos i know a lot Mm. of people that would hide behind someone in Mm. a photo so that they don't have to see their Mm. own body but i Mm. think just seeing it there right in front of you is so powerful Mm. don't know if you saw but on instagram i put a photo up the other day and it's just like my thigh looks massive and it's got Mm. cellulite and you see the stretch marks and i think that photo is so fucking sexy amazing I didn't see it I didn't see it Um, and I follow you and I look at your stories I must have missed it but yeah I I think if you can but the thing is what we're doing here is we're asking people to do something extremely vulnerable and that's really quite difficult someone who hides away from a photograph is Mm. less likely to suddenly book a shoot and go jump in topless you know like there are so many steps to them getting to that point and usually what I find is they just need permission from somewhere or someone it needs to be it's their birthday or it's their partner's anniversary or there's some reason why they do this thing and then they book it and then they realize actually this has been powerful for me or they get to breaking point which is unfortunate they get to a place where they're like i just can't hack this anymore i can't stand waking up every day and being miserable with how i look and they realize that dieting and all the other ways in which people can try and make themselves look different isn't the answer for them so mm-hmm. people come over to me instead, which I'm happy to accept. You know, I want to help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes I think you have to go through the trials and tribulations of like learning what works and what doesn't work for you. Yeah, you're right to mm. get to that point of acceptance mm. in the end. And, you know, there's mm. loads of amazing Instagram accounts now that are so like body positive and oh. body acceptance and all of these things. And those are the people that you need to be following 100%. get rid of all the photoshop filters all of that 100 percent. so for you, what, what would you say that your top tips are for gaining self-love and body confidence? Mm, great question. I, I think the first one is certainly gratitude. You know, mm. many of us see our bodies as, or the, the, the total sum of our parts is, how does it look to the outside world? You know, is my yeah. butt big enough or small enough is my are my boobs big enough or small enough you know how do I look to everyone else when actually if we come back to basics is my butt doing its job are my boobs doing their job (laughs) you know are my legs getting me to where I want to go daily (laughs) you know like (laughs) like and and yeah I think if we can focus more on what's good versus what's bad oh there's this professor I'm going to completely banjax this I always forget the the you know how it actually worked out but you'll get the concept this Mm. professor in the states he wrote down these sums if you could like visualize this it was one plus one equals two two plus two equals four uh three plus three equals six four plus four equals eight and then five plus five equals twelve okay so he he had this on a picture he asked one thousand people to say the first thing that they saw what would be the first thing you would say florence if you saw that 
Should I say it again? That five plus five is not 12. Exactly, right? Out of the 1,000 people, 1,000 people said the last one is wrong, okay? Yeah. Not a single person said the first four are right. Let that one sink in for a minute. Yeah. Now, I appreciate it's in a sort of like quizzical environment where you feel like you're being tested. So you might, yeah. you know, want to see what the wrong answer is. I get it. But no one also said the first four are right, but the last one is wrong. No one said that either. Everyone right. just said the last one is wrong. And so when you think about how we view ourselves and our lives in general, we're always looking up to what other people have that we don't have instead of what we now have that the people below us don't. You know, the eight. You going back to that professor? Eighty percent of those questions were fine. If we focus on the eighty percent, sake. <laughs> yeah. There's so much going for us. There's yeah. like, look at us on this podcast. We've got it easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and okay, you know, that's a, that's an example. But generally, generally, we're we've got nothing to complain about. Eighty percent is usually all right. <laughs> around yeah. your body yeah you know? that's deep I've never <laughs> thought about it that way either mm. and we do always focus on the negative things I think in all aspects of our life mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. gratitude is such an important practice mm-hmm. overall mm-hmm. in life like mm-hmm. not just for self-love I totally agree I think if, the, if you can focus on it doing its job first and then the rest of it is like a bonus you know if you can then get your yeah. legs looking the way you want them to then lucky you you know um another tip i think we've already touched on is figuring out you know who's influencing your mindset around your body you know Mm. it's Mm -hmm. your circle and you know at one point our circle was really just the people around us physically our friends our parents you know our friends at school you know um, colleagues teachers whatever but now it's the whole world because of social media so you have to control who you're following and who you're being influenced by yeah so important um like so important if you're waking up every day and all you're scrolling through and seeing is oh this makes me feel inadequate this makes me feel this makes me feel inadequate and this and this oh now i feel really awful you're gonna and do that daily you're fucked my friend (laughs) like i hate to say it but you're in trouble and you've got to pull yourself out and like you said follow those influences who are you know who look like you who share your mindset around a particular subject and watch how they've gone through that same thing you're going through now mm. and they've thrived off the, off the back of it. You know, it's so important for us. Um, I would say I, as well, like yeah. being open with your friends that if, if someone does say, you know, like, oh, wow, like you've lost weight and like says it in a really positive way or like any of those kind of comments, I think we need to start talking about that with people mm. and start saying, actually, mm. that's not necessarily a compliment to me. Could yep. you reword it? Yeah, totally agree. This is why I don't do before and afters. You know, before and afters are basically saying, if you look anything like the before picture, there was something wrong with you, you know. so true. Yeah, like before and after of anything is, is in a, in a sort of roundabout way saying you're inadequate. Yeah, if, if there's anything in a before and after that would be positive, it would be, seeing the difference in your mental health yeah. and like seeing the difference to, you know, the smile on your face. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what the positive absolutely. change would be. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not here saying that, you know, if you were to go on a journey of weight loss through dieting or going to the gym, or whatever, that is bad. No. It's just what's driving it. You know, like, yeah. are you doing this because you're trying to find happiness and trying to love yourself? I would argue that you're going to be chasing that pot of gold for some time if you think it's yeah. going to be in the gym or through dieting. It really starts with your mindset and it's about Definitely. appreciating your body. Yeah. But the people that I know with the most confident are those who don't fit into society from, you know, a, a perfectional standard. You know, yeah. there are those who are curvy, those who have a disability, those who have one leg, those who have psoriasis and so on because they've overcome some shit, you know, yeah. and they are appreciative of the fact that they're still alive or that they, you know, have a functioning whatever. So yeah. they are like, I'm going to learn to love myself as I am. And we can really all learn a lot from that, definitely. 
Definitely. How, how would you say that self-love and everything, like loving yourself, affects love and relationships? Oh, so much so. Oh, my goodness. Like, <laughs> I can't even start with, like, how you can... Just having a sense of self of your awareness. It could be anything from, like, setting boundaries, you know, to, you know, what you like in the bedroom, to... Um, even like a sense of autonomy, you know, if you've ever dated someone and they just want to make all the time for you and they don't do anything for themselves, it can be quite, yeah. it could be quite a lot, you know, it could be quite intense. And so what's more attractive is actually if you disappeared for a few weeks or a week at a time and went off and learned something new. Esther Perel talks about this. She talks about the flame where flames need oxygen to burn, Right. And when your partner brings new information to the relationship, you find yourself more attracted to them. This is why it's so, it's why it's so intense in the beginning, right? Because you're learning. Oh my God, you like this thing and you like this thing. But then once you stop learning, when there's nothing else to learn, you start losing the desire. So really it's about continually learning new things that you're bringing to your relationship. You know, so I think self-love is really about in regards to love and relationships I think it's about you know your boundaries having a sense of self in regards to what you like and don't like but also continuing your development I think yeah that's it isn't it it's growth and being accepting of change with your partner with yourself Mm. Mm. that's that's been like since I've become more clear on like what I want from Mm. partnership and stuff it's all around someone that is on that same journey Mm. 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 I hear you (laughs) and it's an attractive trait when you meet someone and they're just on this journey and they're setting Mm. boundaries and protecting themselves I'll tell you a story there was a woman that I I met well we met on a dating app this is years ago met on a dating app and we were talking about where we each lived and I mentioned that you know I lived in this nice area but there's like a chavy area down the road and you know when the conversation sort of takes a bit of a not a turn but you can feel the energy shift mm-hmm. and I was like hey just checking in are we cool you know are you all right and then she was like actually I'm pondering your use of the word chav there you know I really felt like it was perhaps a bit unfair yeah. You know, because you're basically using it as a term of slander towards those that are in a lesser social economic state status to your own, you know. And she really like chewed it over, and then she's like, "Yeah, I've thought about it, and actually, I'd like to terminate this con- this conversation here if that's okay, because I just don't feel comfortable with having people in my life who use such terms." And that at the time, initially, my thought was, "Oh, that's a bit over the top, isn't it?" But actually, when I reflected on it, I was like, "No." I respect this woman so much because what she's doing is she's setting her parameters. She's deciding for herself what she wants in her life and what she doesn't. And immediately, unfortunately, I was even more attracted to her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It takes a lot as well to get to that point where you Mm. can be so clear in what you want Mm -hmm. around you in your life Mm -hmm. to say those things. I think we get into so many relationships where we're just like oh yeah they do that that's fine and like you know those relationships quite often end up very toxic and in in bad places and when you end then you start reflecting on all the red flags that you saw you know the ones (laughs) that you ignored on the way down (laughs) um Yeah. yeah it's it's hard it's hard but actually you're doing yourself a favour by acknowledging them and doing something about it when you see them um power to her power to her yeah. yeah well I have one last question for you mm. Mervyn mm. that is what is love to you and how do you describe it hmm love to me is my immediate feeling on this is love languages when I've, mm. I've thought about like what are my what's my love language and for me it's acts of service and Someone doing something for me, especially when I haven't asked for it, when they've acknowledged that I need something and they have just taken it upon themselves to do it for me, I will be at your service forever. You know, like I love it so much, like eternally bonded. 
effectively. <laughs> you know, I'm not even joking. I'm half joking, but there's an element of seriousness here. If you do something like that for me, I am like, I will just be eternally grateful to you as a person, irrelevant of where the relationship ends up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, love is, a, it's almost... It's this act of selflessness, but also like trust. It's it's like a pack of it's like a like a you know a house of cards, you know like you're leaning on one another. There's not one person trying to like get what they can out of it, or either one of you. You're both leaning into each other and mm-hmm. you know accepting and evolving. Yeah, it's hard to put into words, but I think that's how I define it. I, I love that analogy of the cards leaning up against each other because I yeah. think, you know, when it's balanced either way, things aren't necessarily, it's not that it's not love, but mm. I think there's oh, something yeah. really beautiful about that. Agreed. I think it's my version of it. For me, mm. it's leaning in. It's The analogy I always talk about is getting in the ring. You know, like many people in life sit on the outside as spectators looking at everyone else doing the work or putting themselves out there and that yeah. can look like anything you know going self-employed or dating or whatever being falling in love is like stepping into the ring and knowing you could get your ass knocked out you know <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah definitely but you also but showing cannot anyway. win showing up anyway and you can't win the title without stepping in the ring it's impossible you could try and fall in love and think you can like be on the outside of it. I'll just put my foot in a little bit. It won't happen for you. You know, you have Very to be ready. True. To, so true. Bro. I know it from my life experience. Like <laughs> you're going to get knocked out over and over, but one day you will win. And then someone then might punch you out and knock you out again. You know, it's just life. You know, it's just life. And in every one of those situations, you learn something new. So beautiful. Oh, so true. It's all a blessing in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really is. Well, thank you so much, Mervyn. This was a really beautiful conversation. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Where can people find you? Before I tell you that, I just want to say thanks to you, like, um, for inviting me on. I'm still, like, flabbergasted that people want to talk to me about what I do sometimes. And especially Come women, on. like, you know, no, seriously, seriously. My, as a guy in this space, I'm forever, like, having to knock on doors. And sometimes those doors will just never open for me. It's just mm-hmm. a reality and an occupational hazard. And that's okay. People make an assumption about what I do simply because I've got a penis, you know. And, yeah. you know understandably so i get it so when the door is opened or i'm invited into a space i'm so grateful you know i'll take my shoes off you know (laughs) when i come in (laughs) Um, but no thank you thank you so much for having me here um you can type in you at yours on literally any platform and you'll find me um that's the name of your company right yeah you at yours is the name of my company well if you have been touched by anything that mervin said definitely book yourself in for a photo shoot, a consultation, mm. then a photo yeah. shoot. I really, yeah, really recommend Yeah, booking a call, it. don't booking for a shoot. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Florence. I appreciate that. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank you. Wow, what a conversation. I feel like I learned so much from that and I really hope that it has taught you something about yourself and your own journey when it comes to your body. If you think that anyone else would benefit from this conversation, please do share this podcast with them because you never know, it might change not only their day, but their life. Also, if you loved it, please leave a rating and a review because it really helps the podcast do better in the charts and, you know, get more people listening to it, which is the aim of the game. We want people to be connecting with love on a deeper way and learning more about themselves. 
And obviously come on over to the Patreon or the Facebook page to join the community. Be part of the creative process for the podcast. Let me know what you want to hear. What do you want to learn about? What do you want to discover? And also it's a space to share your own experiences and learn from other people in the community. So that's Patreon slash Love High or on Facebook, it is Facebook slash Love High podcast. If you want to hear more from me, I'm over on Instagram at Florence Bark and over at TikTok at Florence Bark and Love High Podcast. Make sure you tune in next Monday for more Love High. And until then, bye my loves. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.